Welcome to Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jake Hare, founder of LaunchPeer, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about whether your idea is pointless. <laughs> no, we're going to be talking about whether having a great idea is really, really important for your startup, because Chris from New Haven wants to know, it seems like ideas are a dime a dozen today. So does it really make sense for founders to wait till they find that quote, big idea, or should they just start building stuff? Today's question comes from Chris in New Haven, Connecticut. He writes in, from my perspective, it seems pointless to look for a great idea anymore. Rather, someone should focus on the best execution of maybe a not so fancy or special idea. Even the simplest one, something you know a lot about. Executing it correctly, now that's the tough part. It seems that more so, we have a problem of entrepreneurial education and hard work rather than new ideas. Am I right or is this just my personal bias? Hey Chris, thanks for your question. More of a philosophical question than a tactical question. So uh, I always like getting these because I, I can just put my thinking cap on and give you guys what I actually think. So. I agree. I don't think it's important for founders to sit around and wait till they have a quote, great idea because you don't know what a great idea is. No founder knows what a great idea is until they start building it. Okay. If somebody, and this might just be a failing on my part, but if somebody had came to me and, and pitched me on the idea of Airbnb and told me that one day it was going to be a billion dollar company, I would have said they were insane. Okay. Sure. There's a lot of opportunity there and you know, maybe they can get some traction, some users, but did I think it was going to be one of the biggest companies in, in the world in a few years? No, of course not. Because it's just an idea at that point. Like, yeah, we want to let people uh, rent out a room in their house. Like, Oh, that's weird, man. Like seriously, like you think people would be cool with that? Like, no, it sounds strange to begin with. And I don't think the founders, if they were being honest with you, and I, I've heard a few interviews with them and I don't think they thought this way either. They didn't think it was going to catch on as much as it did. Like no founder really knows which one of their ideas is going to turn into a billion dollar company. Founders today too often are trying to build billion dollar companies. There are There is so much success that can be found in $10 million companies. $50 million companies, $100 million companies. Like for you to go out and say that I need to find a great idea that's going to be a billion dollar company, no founder starts off thinking their idea is going to be a billion dollar company unless they have some really internal narcissism that's going on. Because you don't know if your company is going to be a billion dollar company or not. It's okay to have a goal of building a billion dollar company. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying when you have an idea and you're in a really early stage, you don't know whether your idea is going to be a billion dollar idea or a million dollar idea or a $10 million idea or a $10 idea because nobody wants to buy it. Ideas are totally meaningless. And on that point, there had been several companies who tried to do something relatively similar to Airbnb. The same way that there had been companies who tried to do something relatively similar to Facebook. There was Friendster, there was MySpace, there was a bunch of other social networks that were popping up and a lot of social networks that have popped up since. For every story about Facebook that you read, for every story about Snapchat that you read or Instagram or any of those other social networks, there's probably at least a hundred other failed social network startups. That's just the truth. And it's the same for any other type of startup, Airbnb, tons of others who've tried to enter that market or done something similar before they started and after didn't work out. 
Okay. It's not the idea wasn't good because obviously the idea ended up turning into a billion dollar company. It was the execution. That is what separates your idea from someone else's idea. Founders come to me all the time and sometimes they're like, Hey, you know, I want to tell you about my idea, but you, can you sign this NDA first? I'm like, I guess I'll sign your NDA, but like your idea doesn't mean anything. If I wanted to, I could just go out and build something similar to your idea and be totally fine. Not that we would ever do that at Launchpeer, but, and this happens a lot of time with investors where tons of investors will just tell you, no, I'm not going to sign your NDA. Like it's just an idea. If you don't want to tell me your idea, then go away, go find someone else to invest in your startup. It happens all the time. People that have been in startup world for a long time know how meaningless an NDA is because they realize how meaningless an idea is. Now, if you have like some proprietary technology that you've already built or intellectual property that you've already gotten like legally tied up into, then yeah, have someone sign an NDA. Like it makes sense then. But with just an idea, your idea doesn't mean anything, man. It means absolutely nothing. We, we wrote an article about this on our blog. If you go to launchpro.com slash blog, you'll see this article that says your, your startup idea sucks until you validate it. Well, even after you validate it, it still sucks until you actually build something for it. Okay. So that's like overall point there. Now on Chris's point about, it seems that more so we have a problem of entrepreneurial education and hard work rather than new ideas. I think that is a hundred percent correct. Okay. Entrepreneur education today is to me personally, it seems a little broken. Okay. A lot of the advice that you read out there today is doing one of two things. Okay. They're either conf- doing confirmation bias. And by that, and I've talked about this in other episodes, basically what I mean by that is what these big blogs will do. And these big startup influencers will do is they'll take these successful startups and they'll see how they became successful. And they'll say that that is exactly the steps you should follow in order to build your own successful startup. Or that kind of idea is the exact idea you need to build a successful startup business. Or that sleeping routine that Elon Musk has where he works 80 hours a week and has built several successful companies, that's what you need to do. Or to build a successful media company, you need to have the energy and passion and post a million times a day on social media like Gary Vaynerchuk does. Well, that's confirmation bias. Because for every person, for every Gary Vaynerchuk out there, there's a a million other guys who are trying to become influencers on social media and can't do it, okay? There's, for every Elon Musk, there's a ton of founders out there working 80 hours a week and can't get over the hump, okay? So that's confirmation bias where you're looking at the success of certain founders and you're thinking that that's what it takes to build a successful company. And that's not true. Okay. Your path is going to be different than others. Sure. There's like a general step-by-step flow of building a successful startup. Okay. And it's something that we walk our founders that we work with through all the time at Launchpeer. Okay. But when there's a big difference between, and, and I use car analogies all the time, but if I know I need to drive Northeast, okay. In order to get to my destination, that doesn't mean I need to follow the exact side streets that Elon Musk took to get there. It just means I need to go in the general direction. Okay. Have a good idea validate it, build a prototype, go raise some seed funding or pre-seed funding, go build uh, an initial product, go get my first users, go raise a seed round of funding, go launch it, get more customers, go raise another round of funding. Like that's a normal like route to take the exact step-by-step process that you take during that journey, the exact specific things you do to get your first customers, how much money you raise, what your valuation is, all that stuff is dependent on your startup. 
Okay. But a lot of the time, what you see and you read online is like, if you need to do it like this and they don't explicitly say that all the time, but that's what they're doing when they're writing these in-depth articles or how to's or things about what other founders did. It makes us as founders think that we need to follow the exact same path those other founders took or else we're not going to be successful. Okay. So that's one point there. The other point on the education is a lot of that education out there is not made for founders outside of Silicon Valley. Okay. For startup knowledge, a lot of it is being like created and incubated in Silicon Valley or Silicon Valley type circles. It's not like, and then it spreads outside of that, like wildfire where everyone else in the country thinks that you have to do it that way. I think that's changing a little bit, but for right now, that's how it is. And building a successful startup when you're located in Silicon Valley and you can walk down the street and meet with 10 investors in a single day and you can find a CTO that used to work at Facebook and they can be your co-founder because that's just what you do in Silicon Valley. That might be okay there, but it's not even possible in anywhere else in the United States, really. I mean, sure, there's some tech hubs and some places are trying to be like Silicon Valley, which I think is a huge mistake, but... Like you're not going to be able to replicate the kind of things that you do in Silicon Valley and other places. So when you're looking at executing on your startup and you're looking at the education that it takes to learn how to execute on your startup, if you're following the advice that's in Silicon Valley and spreading out of Silicon Valley, like that advice probably doesn't really pertain to you. Most of the startups that we work with at launch, only a couple that we've worked with have been based in Silicon Valley. And the ones that are outside of Silicon Valley have a much different path to success than the ones that are located in Silicon Valley. That's just the truth. Okay. And so the clients that we work with, we take them through a step-by-step process that we use at Launchpad for all of our customers to create successful startups. And their path is not going to be the same as the ones in Silicon Valley. It's just different. So don't listen to all this education and stuff out there. When you're reading these business books and you're listening to these podcasts and you're reading these blogs and you're talking to people about building your startup, if they're preaching things that are coming out of Silicon Valley, just think about whether or not whatever advice they're giving you is something that you'd actually be able to implement. Okay. One of the things that I hear out of Silicon Valley all the time is like, oh, you need to find a a CTO. It's like, Yeah, that's easy to say when you're in Silicon Valley and you can walk to the coffee shop and there's like 30 people working on their laptops and you can have coffee with any of these people and one of them will just jump on board and work on your startup because that's just the culture there. It's not as easy when you're in Austin or when you're in Nashville or when you're in Charleston or Boston or any of the other smaller cities in between that don't have that kind of access to people like that or capital. Like, oh yeah, just go raise money from an investor, your pre-seed round, like $250,000 to $500,000. Like, yeah, that kind of capital is just not available unless you've already built a product anywhere outside of Silicon Valley. Ideas, you can't just walk to an investor down the road and say, hey, I want $250,000 when you're in Charleston or when you're in basically in any of the cities from the people who call into our podcast. And Chris is from New Haven, Connecticut. Yeah, there's a lot of people in New Haven, Connecticut, but there's probably not a like a dearth of startup investors who are just willing to give you $250,000 for your idea. It just does not happen the same way in Silicon Valley. So anyway, I'm just rambling now. In short, Chris, you are right. It's all about execution. Your idea doesn't mean anything. Don't sit around waiting till you have the right idea because you don't know what the right idea is. And most startup founders work on two to three startups before they find the one that actually makes it. The really important part for any startup idea, you can make most startup ideas successful. 
Okay, if you do the right step-by-step process, most of the time we end up working with our clients to pivot their idea just a little bit to make it successful. But if you follow that process, any idea you can have would be successful. It just depends on what kind of success you're looking for. You're looking for a billion dollar company, you know, any of those startup ideas could be a billion dollar companies, but you shouldn't go into it expecting your startup's going to be a billion dollar company. You should go into it trying to make it a billion dollar company. Thanks for listening to this episode of Launch Chat. I have two big announcements for you. First, if you haven't joined Launch Club yet, it's our private Facebook group that has tons of entrepreneurs and founders who are trying to build, launch, and scale their startups. The community is new and we're trying to get more and more founders into it. So if you're interested, go to launchpeer.club to sign up. Also, our team's writing a book and it's almost done. We hope to ship the book out in November. If you're interested, go to launchrecipes.com where we're profiling 40 of the biggest startups of the 21st century and really documenting how they went from zero to one customer, one to 10 customers and the exact tactics they used to do that. So if you want to claim your free book, go to launchrecipes.com.